Hello and welcome to the first episode of Cantina Side Hustle, brought to you by The Cinema Mechanics. I am Brett Mosier and today I am accompanied by Travis Santana and Andrew Pabone as we begin our review of the Star Wars original series Obi-Wan Kenobi. Today we'll get into episodes 1 and 2 as they were released at the same time. So before we get into the nitty gritty, I would love to hear what you guys thought of the series so far. Uh, well, Andrew brought the uh, big old Dunlop tires money, so I'm going to defer to him first. I brought a <laughs> note. I wrote a note. and uh, Oh, my. In my notes here, there's a lot for episode one, and then I didn't do a lot for two. Right above my <laughs> note that says Sung Kang, I wrote 7.5 out of 10 for episode one. Okay, okay. So I enjoyed it. And the second one is probably about a 7, 7.5-ish on a scale of mm-hmm. 1 to 10. One being the best, ten being the worst. No, I'm just kidding. It's just seven point five. I got you. Now uh, I, I had to I, do math. I, I enjoyed them both. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I loved them, but I uh, enjoyed them. Travis, where what was your your thought process? Uh, I'm always a big fan whenever uh, any sort of franchise does the whole. Uh, he's going to dig up his old lightsaber from the desert motif mm-hmm. uh, cliche. I <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, delivered on this. Uh, so I, I, I enjoyed that part. I also, I'm a, watching all of the uh, marketing for this. Uh, they did a good job of hiding the fact that this is just going to be Mandalorian, except instead of baby Yoda, <laughs> we're going to have baby <laughs> Leia. So, uh, I'm not thrilled about that. I, I don't know how you guys feel. Did you um, not like the Mandalorian? I love the Mandalorian. Um, I'm just like, hey, we're going to the same trope of like, let's protect this kid. Let's have this precocious Disney-fied child character. Well, Brett, I, I would it kind of be like? Would it be like if you like Gone in sixty seconds? Now you're getting to watch Fast and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what it is. It's just, you know, a, a blatant ripoff of, you know, the, the <laughs> superior franchise uh, or the superior series. So I uh, I think I, I land somewhere that I enjoyed both episodes. Um, I think I have a little bit more invested because I've watched a lot more of the extra material. Like I know a lot more about the Inquisitors and kind of what's going on with all that because of the Clone Wars and the Rebels series. I... Uh, the whole bait and switch from the marketing where we thought it was going to be kind of Obi-Wan watching over Luke and I was like, actually, he's going to be looking over Leia. I'm still not quite sure how I feel about that. The entire first episode, all I kept thinking was like, where are we going with Leia on Coruscant? Or not Coruscant, Alderaan. Like, where are we going with this? Like, I this, I, this is background I never needed or wanted. And then I, then I started to understand where they were going with the story. I personally am not a huge fan of the little girl i'm not a huge fan of children actors and actresses period but i'm not a huge fan of the little girl i think at times i find her irritating and not because she's stubborn or strong-willed i just think her portrayal of leia i'm, I'm not a, a giant fan of outside of that though my only other beef is just the characterization of obi-wan kenobi which um we can get into in i think it's episode one is where he talks to the the other jedi who's trying to find him and like I get the idea of Obi-Wan Kenobi like not using the force or having to break himself off from the force so he can't be discovered, but him like just choosing not to help a fellow Jedi or somebody I need felt a little uncharacteristic for Obi-Wan Kenobi. I don't know how you guys felt about that. That was a was uh that's a is that a, considered a high profile cameo, the Zafty brother? 
Does anybody know who that guy was? No, I Am didn't I know who he was at all. Yeah. Have you guys? Seen I didn't the movie? realize until after the fact. Have you seen the movie Good Time? Yes, with Robert Pattinson. Yes. Yes. No, yes. I have not. <clears throat> That's and, uh, the only movie gems. that I know this guy from, and I thought he did a really good job in that movie. How did you think he did it in Obi Wan Kenobi? Not very good. I thought he was not a good <laughs> actor here. But in Good Time, he's great. So if you yeah, if you wanted to see him do a good job, that's a good one to to watch. All right, good to know. Good to know. I uh, yeah, I just uh, I thought Obi Wan. It also didn't make any sense to me where he's like, "I've broken myself off from the Force. We can't." But at the same time, in the same episode, he's to Uncle Owen, we've got to train the boy. I'm like, who's going to train him? Either you've broken yourself from the force and you're like, you're going to have to redo it anyway. Or, you know, some other Jedi who's going to train Luke. Like, I don't know. To me, that's a little bit of a contradiction as to what's going on. They're like, wait, someone has to train Luke, but it's not going to be me because I can't use the why, force anymore. Why would somebody have to train Luke? How about they don't train Luke? I don't know if anybody remembers, but the last person that Obi-Wan trained was not that didn't turn out very well. <laughs> I mean, Travis, what's your hot take? Did we yeah, I was afraid of that, Travis. I think we lost Travis. <laughs> oh no, no, I'm, I'm still here. Oh. Um, I. It, it's difficult for me because I, I don't know if we want to we want to uh, parse this into episode one and episode two, but I, Andrew was not a fan of, fan of the Safety brother showing up. I was a fan of, God, I, I'm going to butcher his name, uh, uh, Kumal, N- N- what's his name? Somebody help me, the, the fake Jedi. Kumal Nanjiani? Oh. Yes, yeah. yes, thank you. I thought that was brilliant. Oh yeah, he's fantastic. Totally, very totally different for the episode, which I thought was weird, but I loved every scene that he was in. Is he supposed to be a uh, a character that you would know if you've watched other star wars stuff not that i'm aware of okay, i think he was created for this this series i i just because i've been watching like this and a lot of marvel stuff i feel like i just i thought that he they only put him in here for this little section like as a little cameo and that was it so if he's gonna be in for more i'm very happy with it so i'll say this do a meta game here uh he is supposedly in five episodes of the series he did not appear until the second so and i think it's eight episodes long Am I, six. Oh, it's only six episodes, so he should be in it for the rest of the series. Unless IMDB just, they fudged all of this so that we wouldn't know what was going on. Travis, I was going to make a comparison for Obi-Wan training Luke. Is this kind of like Raiden like training all the Mortal Kombat contestants for a 10th tournament? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh... Like, maybe if know. the first nine didn't go so well, we bring in our, uh... Our John we're, bringing, we're bringing somebody else. Yeah, John Calpari. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will say Kumal Nujari, um, <clears throat> it surprises me to hear that he's in the rest of the series because like Andrew was saying, that felt very much like a wink to the camera cameo. If you're telling me that he's going to be a recurring character, tonally, that, that'll be weird for this series. I, 
I don't know if it's going to be whatever that shipment container they on winds up getting marooned somewhere else. Because that's what, I don't know where the series is going. I hope, like, I know I had read some reviews online where people were like, I hope it isn't a thing where, like, they, you know, he drops Leia off in episode three and we don't see her again for the rest of them. Like, I hope that's exactly what happens because <laughs> I don't want another three episodes of him of an escort mission. I think it's you good know? that they I finally don't... explain where she got her hair bun from. Yeah. <laughs> It's only one bun. When she gets older, it becomes the two buns. It's kind of it's yeah. It's been on my mind ever since I started watching Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Looking for the backstory. I can understand that. Yeah, she's not even a real Organa, guys. Okay, <laughs> she's not even real Organa. But uh, yeah, I it will be interesting to see where they they go with that. I mean, yeah, I just. Let's let's just start with episode one because I, I think we all have some notes for that and just kind of of instead of you know what was what was your initial thoughts of the inquisitors i didn't realize it was sung kang <laughs> till the credits at the end that he was one of them really you didn't you didn't know he was in it no and i actually wrote down here why do they look silly like mushrooms <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I uh, thought uh, the Sun Kang makeup was awful. Awful. <laughs> so he's a, a real weird example of... It was also... I don't know if either of you watched Book of Boba Fett where they decided to bring in Cad Bane, who was a, a blue alien gunfighter. But a lot of these are characters that were developed in the animated realm, so in Clone Wars or Rebels, and now they're trying to bring them into live action. And so far, most of them, especially the aliens have not translated well um and i think it's one of those things where when you watch it with the cartoons you can kind of you know definitely make them almost caricatures of what a real person would be and all that but once you actually try and translate when you take that animated and then bring it into the real life it just it never seems to to flow as well as trying to take a real person and then make them into a cartoon character you know yeah it seems like they were like you know how cool darth maul was let's like never do a character like that ever again <laughs> even the inquisitor i didn't find intimidating at all travis what have you seen in star wars uh the prequel trilogy unfortunately. okay I've, have you seen the three after or rogue one i've seen rogue one yes okay i, I haven't seen i think i've seen every main one and rogue one but i haven't seen any of the extra the cartoons and the cg stuff so i'm, yeah, I'm as I, lost I as you are with that stuff yeah i know nothing about uh and, and that's i think uh so the inquisitor the grand inquisitor uh what is it rupert friend he is from existing ip is that right brett the character is he did not play the the grand inquisitor in the the show because they wanted and, to bring in the person Rebels. who played the voice actor right but yeah, which I think it was. You'll have to give me a second. I think Rupert, Mark Hamill. Yeah, Mark Hamill. That was it. Um, <laughs> uh, Jason Isaacs. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, so they could have gotten Jason Isaacs, and honestly, would have looked more like the Grand Inquisitor <laughs> from the cartoon had they done that. But for whatever reason, yeah, they they went and decided to go with Rupert Friend, which I just again I don't. I know I've read interviews with him where he intentionally did not watch the animated series because he wanted to have his own fresh take on it and didn't want to be trying to emulate what somebody else did. At the same time, that's the source material. So you do kind of need to know what the character, how the character acts, since that is all canon. Like, all of that exists, and that's really how that character is supposed to act. So 
at the end of the day, I just I found the Inquisitor to be very unintimidating. I think they're setting him up for something because this takes place before the Rebel series, and the Grand Inquisitor is alive and well in the Rebel series. So that stab he gets in Episode Two, which I'm now jumping around again, that stab he gets through the torso in Episode Two should not have killed him unless he is a clone. I never would have known that because I haven't seen the cartoons. Mm-hmm. Who? So. Uh, is the person, what, what's her name? Moses Ingram? Is that her, her name in real life? I don't know her name on the show. Uh, is that the, Rhea? Yeah, Reva. Yeah, Reva. Is she Reva. in the, does she ha, is she canon or is she? No, I, uh, I, assume, I assume she's going to die in this series because <laughs> she does not appear anywhere else. I think excellent. The fish brother does. She does an mm-hmm. excellent job in the show. And have you guys seen The Queen's Gambit? Yes. The, the chess show? Uh-huh. I know what it is. I have not seen it. So, Travis, it's a show that uh, takes place in Kentucky, except nobody has a southern accent, except for Moses Ingram. She's the only one who actually tried to put on a southern accent. But, like, the main character of the show, no accent. It's very bizarre. So I have a lot Wait, of appreciation are you serious for that it, it takes place in Kentucky? Are you, are you, yeah, the, yeah, the main character is born and bred in Kentucky, and she has no accent whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. is that uh, Anya, Anya Taylor-Joy? Yeah. I had no idea that had anything to do with Kentucky, so thank you for enlightening me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not Louisville, Kentucky. Let's just make sure we <laughs> establish that real quick. Um, yeah, I thought she did great as being kind of an unhinged, like, badass, but at the same time, I what is I don't her know relationship much... to Darth Vader? Are they are they friends? Is that what? So the Inquisitors are are they're not full on Sith because of the rule of two, right? So this is where we're going to get into. Brett has to explain is all the extended rule? universe stuff. That is a that is a canon rule that there is only supposed to be two Sith oh, so I that they can share the most said, power. Like to be philosophical. No, no, no. It's it's supposed to be the rule too. Yeah. So there's only Vader. In the Emperor who can be full Sith. So instead what they have is a bunch of other, I guess you could say, Force-sensitive people who can wield the dark side but aren't allowed to do full-fledged Sith. So all of, most of them are previous Jedi that basically got corrupted by the dark side and are now, you know, Darth Vader's force force to go out there and help extinguish the last of the Jedi remaining across the galaxy. So that's kind of their their background is most most of them are are former jedi so i'm sure with the opening scene with uh, the younglings trying to escape uh order 66 i'm sure she is going to be one of those younglings we're going to find out that's her backstory is that she escaped order 66 and what she feels she's owed is that maybe she was gonna she was destined to be anakin's padawan and now she wants to be Anakin's Padawan. So she thinks if she finds Kenobi, that that's going to give her enough favor that she can actually be trained by Vader. That's that's my prediction as to where that's going. I was going to say, I I assumed that by opening on the Padawans during Order 66, we're to, we're to assume that, yeah, one of those little kids will, will play a role in this story going further. So mm. uh, I guess that's not much of a stretch. You, you, you felt that way as well, Brett? Yeah, for sure. I thought it was an awesome opening. I thought it was crazy how in-depth the synopsis of the prequels were (laughs) and how much detail they went into to prep you for what you were going into. And then 
immediately into the surviving order 66 i was like this is okay this is pretty badass and also i know travis you and me talked about we were concerned about the the rating of this show was there going to be any violence like i mean first episode a woman gets her hand cut off so i'm not super concerned with you know uh the level of violence they're going to portray in the show uh i agree i just want to say brett uh when they boiled down the prequel trilogy to a four minute synopsis i was like ah did we really need to review all of those for the chop shop because the four minute the four minute synopsis did a pretty great job it, it did, and I even said, I was like, man, it actually makes those movies look pretty badass. <laughs> I was like, if I watched that four-minute sizzle reel, I'd go back and watch those movies. Is that just a toe for grace cut, you think? <laughs> yeah, that was the toe for grace cut. Uh, I also, and I, I, watching, I feel like everything they put in that had a lot of intent. And my concern is the Obi-Wan Kenobi fighting Jango Fett. I'm like, oh... Are we going to try and shoehorn Boba Fett, a Boba Fett cameo into this? Especially now that they had to hire bounty hunters to try and find Obi-Wan and Leia. I'm like, is Boba Fett going to fucking show up and Obi-Wan's going to have to fight Boba Fett? Uh, that well, sounds they great. Had Boba a, Fett's uh, one of the most beloved Star Wars characters. So. <laughs> Nothing mm-hmm. can go Especially wrong. Especially after his latest series. Yeah. yeah, like what could go wrong? <laughs> so. uh, but wasn't there a Tamora Morrison cameo? Wasn't he begging for As a, money? As a clone? He has a clone vet. Yeah, he was one of the 501st, which I also thought was interesting because the 501st was Anakin's, uh, like, regimen. And I would have thought even after he became Vader, he would still use all of those loyal clones. Like, to me, it was weird that you would make him a 501st clone as opposed to any of the other veteran clones. But that's uh, that's nor here nor there, I guess. Like I said, I think, I think that was more a nod to the extreme fandom as opposed to actually being, like story driven is it explained that he kills a bunch of children in episode three like is there any excuse for him to not just be like the most horrendous person in the entire series i feel like that is Uh, way too blown by i kind of thought that's what was going to happen in the intro (laughs) it's just him cutting down kids kids was like i didn't i wasn't sure if they were going to make it or not yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll be honest. I kind of thought that I, if we get another flashback of a couple of them getting cut down by Anakin, that'd be pretty great, right? So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, terrible, terrible. We wouldn't want to see that. Like, that's not something you need to witness. It's so, yeah, because that was you know cut out of the four minute sizzle reel for the prequels. They didn't explicitly show him cutting down children. Yeah, it's, it's just bad. implied. Yeah, it's it happens somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like Obi Wan has too many. Too many feelings for Anakin after that point. I also just think it's interesting he didn't know that Anakin was still alive. Like, this is 10 years and you've never heard of Darth Vader. Like, he saw the hollow security thing where he was named Darth Vader. Like, nowhere did somebody talk about, like, yeah, there's some badass dude in, like, a black suit just cutting people down. Like, I just feel like that shouldn't have been the first time he realized Vader survived. Well, I mean, he's just plugging away at the sushi factory. You know, That's he's just true. a man with a nine to five, you know, smuggling out food at the end of his shift. Not even very covertly either. He's very blatant about the fact that he's smuggling meat off the plant. No one seems to really care. He's not great at hiding. No, no, he's not. Doesn't change like doesn't change his face at all. Mm-mm. Keeps the same facial hair. Pretty much the same haircut is stealing yep. food, which you're kind of putting a target on your back there. Wears the same clothes. Yeah. 
Hanging it around Anakin's old family. Yeah. yeah. Stick, it's, sticks uh, with the last name Kenobi. Just throws Ben yeah. on it. You know? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm Ben. I don't think you... You've got me mistaken for somebody else. Wait, nobody else has that last name, so I don't think it's that common. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's... Uh, yeah, very... I still think it's very strange the way they decided to start off with I mean you McGregor's fantastic I will enjoy watching him as Obi-Wan Kenobi regardless of where they go with this it's just it is very strange to me why not just make him like a hermit on the outskirts of town who like occasionally helps people without using the force or something like that why make him so yeah just beat down especially if he's had Qui-Gon Jinn apparently it's implied that he's been talking with him a lot so I don't understand did you notice why what those he's so kids were down. doing when when they attacked what they're just doing like tai chi <laughs> why weren't they v- learning something VR useful in case <laughs> i know <laughs> it just seemed like everything they're learning in the school was not to prepare them for any sort of jedi what an ina- uh, inevitable betrayal yeah. <laughs> of a master jedi <laughs> just some, something that a other kid wouldn't learn i mean they're like you can't be in the school unless you're three years old because of all these special techniques you have to learn, but they're not really learning anything that special. <laughs> uh, uh, seemed weird to me. Speaking of seeming weird, did anybody think they were going to see Flea in this series? The director directed a Red Hot Chili Peppers video. Oh, I mean, I guess that's that, that makes that connection. I When he showed up <clears throat> on screen, it was almost distracting. I'm like, was that Flea? What music video did she direct? You know? uh, it's new. I think it's called Black Summer. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, if you watched the video, you'd be like, this person should not be directing any sort of special <laughs> effects or green screen sort of videos. But <laughs> Well, you're allowed to do low-budget music videos. Like Nobody really watches those or anything like that. It's, it's kind of a hidden art, you know? When I first saw Flea, my thought was... Um, is Flea in Space kind of just like a poor man's Guardian of the Galaxy, Michael Rooker? <laughs> like that's I never thought the, about it that way. But that scene, but yeah. At the same time, uh, I, I love Flea. Going back to the Mandalorian, I I need Bill Burr. You're not going to top mm. Bill Burr as a cameo in the show. That's shows. true. <laughs> uh, well, you're also not going to build on Flea because I'm pretty sure he got diced up. <laughs> so yeah. I, I I did enjoy Flea's uh, Flea's cameo as short lived as it was, so yeah, I thought it'd can be a little talk- longer, but that's fine. Can we talk about Reva's parkour? It looks pretty bad. Is that what you're gonna say? <laughs> yeah, I am not quite sure what they were trying to portray with the weird parkour uh, across the rooftop. It also didn't seem like she was that far away from the rooftop she needed to get to um, for the amount of parkour we got to witness. I was not a fan of the trope of uh, Leia all of a sudden not trusting Obi-Wan and running away from him. Nothing pisses me off more in movies when uh, the protector has to protect the protectee who doesn't trust them. So we're going to have a, a, a chase for no reason. I, I hated that whole scene. Yeah, also, why didn't Leia think that maybe they were looking for him because he took her? <laughs> yes! <laughs> it just seemed like that was a, a wild thing where, like, oh, they must be, you know, they clearly kidnapped me to bait them into getting you. 
Yeah, <laughs> there's there's not a, a lot of logic train uh, going on there. But uh, also, how come they're leaving I, their kid out like that? She's a she's like she's a princess, right? Yeah, but who's gonna kidnap a princess? I mean, you have to be crazy. <laughs> There's well, no, no security the, the, you had the security kid. detail, uh, you know, chasing her through the forest, and then he just gets shot in the head. <laughs> because nobody can catch up to this three foot six, you know, <laughs> six year old child. It's the fastest girl well, alive. Even, <laughs> even at that point, <laughs> what? <laughs> Super bad. Even at that comment. point, yeah. When when they the. The idea for Riva to kidnap her, it's like, oh, Obi-Wan knew the Organas during the Clone Wars. They'll definitely reach out to him. Like, no one's heard or seen for Obi-Wan for how many years, but this is what's going to bring him out of hiding. I'm like, it just doesn't, even that doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense. Like, I understand, like, they had to figure out some way to get Obi-Wan out of hiding, but I, I just, but you don't again, know it always goes back to, you could have done Obi-Wan. anything. He can't even use yeah, the Force anymore. Like, Fett. anybody yeah. would be better, and he's, he's a pretty high-profile, uh, guy to hire right yeah he was a failure in his prime and now he's <laughs> 10 years without using the force but we still we still got to go to him there's no one i would trust in my daughter's life so. uh, i've got i've got some trivia though leia's dad oh. jimmy smith's right mm-hmm. season three dexter fantastic even even before that you know he's NYPD on my blue Miami Vice. Did you know he was on Miami uh, Vice? I did not. He was Sonny Wait, was Crockett's he... original part. Oh, sorry, Travis. Step oh, back. no, Damn no, no. I, was no, he? Guess, guess, guess. Just guess. Pretend like you didn't hear and guess. Uh, was he was the he original Sonny Crockett? Son? <laughs> <laughs> no, he was Sonny Crockett's original partner. What? Yeah. Uh, and he Crazy. blows up within the first five minutes, basically, of the show. Or first five minutes hmm. to see him. Wait, wasn't Sonny Crockett's first partner dirty? Unless that comes up later. Um, but I, I remember that he was in it and I rewatched it. And all that happens is uh, Smith goes with the guy and then the car blows up. Wait, does he become RoboCop? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how Irvin Kirshner gets involved in the Star Wars thing. It's the Jimmy Smith wow. connection, yeah. It's James a big Jesus allegory, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So, uh, did you guys have any other comments or thoughts about the first two episodes? No, doesn't seem oh, like it. <laughs> is it weird that Obi-Wan isn't really suspicious of how easy it is for him to get information to lead him to Leia? That just happens really quickly. He gets off the ship and, like, the first person, the second person that he talks to kind of gets him that lead. Well, he knows rats, all right? Oh. So he's he's been around his fair share of, of rats in his day. Oh, and so, I, did, I did want to ask what you guys thought of the music. If I'm honest, it left no impression on me. I can't tell you good or bad. I know that John Williams made a special theme, but it, it must have been so vanilla that I just didn't even register with me. Yeah, I guess to put it in a complimentary way it, it felt like star wars because I, I didn't notice the music at all oh i see i would kind of say the same thing but not in a complimentary way <laughs> <laughs> i was disappointed so i don't know it's just, i think more? it's overused i think there's a lot of scenes and shows like this where it'd be better if it had no music like the it's old, really yeah, trying to make me feel like man. this is a chase scene but i don't really need every 
drum beat to remind me of that. Are you talking about which one of the Princess Leia chase scenes are you referring to? The first five. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, I think with that, I think what I would love to do is first off, uh, a little segment I'm going to call it's a it's a small galaxy after all. I would love to know from your extensive Star Wars knowledge that I know both of you have. What cameos do you think we should expect? What star character cameos, not actors or, or actresses, but what character cameos do you think we can expect in the remaining six episodes, four episodes of the series? Jar Jar, Jar Jar, probably <laughs> right. <laughs> I still can't believe they squeezed a Jar Jar reference in the the four minute synopsis. <laughs> the one at the funeral, I'm like I can't believe why why even put him in it at all. But yeah, so uh, I, I'm maybe a Darth Maul. I could. You think? I honestly thought Darth Maul. I didn't think it was going to be Reva who was behind the kidnapping. I thought it was going to be Darth Maul, and they no. were going to tie him into the criminal organization. But. Uh, so maybe Darth Maul from from Andrew Travis. What was your? What do you think? Uh, I'll say since they already have the CGI Peter Cushing out there, I'll say Grand Moff Tarkington will make an appearance okay. by the end of this. All right. I'm I'm gonna go Boba Fett. I think when they showed Django, I think we're gonna have and because Morrison has already been in it once, I think we're gonna get a Boba Fett, uh, bounty hunter, with with Obi Wan Kenobi a rematch so that's my prediction I'd, I'd be excited about that because the action scenes in here are pretty good actually like the the opening when they did that one shot i thought was really well done so i'd, I'd be excited to see a good fight scene here mm -hmm. can i change oh, my guess oh, okay sam jackson because wasn't sam jackson the one who uh cut off boba fett's dad's head yes yeah and he was also shown in the uh, the four minute uh, recap. So I'm going to say Sam Jackson. You think Man. we're you think we're going to get a Mace Windu by the end of this? I think so. I one of the most wasted characters in Star Wars history uh, is Mace Windu. So I yes. would I would like to see him come back. So maybe that's wishful thinking on my part. Okay. So we've got Mace Windu, Boba Fett, and Darth Maul are our leading contenders for this week. Uh, where do you think the show is going to go? Where do you think that's, that, that's my, that, where I want to leave this is we have two episodes in, we know where we started a new hope. Where do you think the show goes? Did they say that this will connect directly to a new hope or are they going to do more seasons? No, no, no. Or? I know because there, I think there's still like another eight or 10 years between this and the beginning of a new hope. So it, it shouldn't tie directly into it. I don't we know. know. We're going to get a Darth Vader scene biggest challenge of the show is ultimately we have to leave it with obi-wan back on tatooine just kind of hanging out and watching luke so i'm assuming we'll have some fetch quests some side quests involving leia but ultimately he's just going to end up back on tatooine because how could he not well not only that it can't he can't have his rematch with darth vader with leia around because darth vader would be able to sense who leia was so that has to be they, he has to have gotten rid of Leia or dropped her off before. Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense why Darth Vader doesn't know he has children. Wait, does he sense who she is in the first Star Wars? In oh, you make a valid point. Again, that's 
Yeah. I don't think he's very good at that doesn't. kind of thing. Not yeah, not until he's clued in. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he could definitely do a lightsaber in front of Leia. That's no true. Idea. He would have no idea <clears throat> who's this child. I Can I cut her down? Gonna re- I have some experience. I wonder if they're going to reverse engineer him becoming full Darth Vader immediately after the fight. I, I feel like yeah. there's certain things about the prequel trilogy you could just dismiss and I'll be fine with it. And one of them would be like he goes into the full Darth Vader garb immediately after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Emperor <laughs> just has that suit ready for him <laughs> somehow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm still interested. I think in the fight, I think he's going to get cut in the head. Because in Return of the Jedi, Darth Vader has a pretty substantial, it looks like, gash when they remove the helmet. And that is not present in him yet. I could be wrong, but I think Obi-Wan's going to wind up, like, I think there's going to be some point where, like, Darth Vader's helmet gets cut. Because you can't, you don't bring Hayden Christensen back if he's going to be inside the suit the entire time, right? Like, there has to be moments with him unmasked. Travis, I think you made a good point. Because you said it's not like he just has that suit lying around. But if you think of the type of suit that you would have lying around if somebody were in a tragic burn accident, <laughs> that might be kind of what you have lying around. I, I agree, but... Like a thing? Also, like, why would, why would you dress up your Padawan now? He's going to have a cape and, like, a helmet that flares out to the sides. Like, he's got a bowl cut that is gelled out. Well, and that's the thing, too, is... Darth Vader, apparently, he's freakishly tall. So not only do you have that suit with the cape with the weird oblong <laughs> helmet, but it's also for a guy who's six foot eight. We don't know what the 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 like length of the robotic limbs that were put on him at the time. I mean, he might have had like little dwarfy arms and legs until they could get him something later in life. Oh uh, yeah. So nothing says like that a, they hey, were they were proportional to his arms and and his human arms and legs. I know you had a horrific accident and you've got like third degree burns, but the good news is we can make you a lot taller than you were before. <laughs> These legs have stilts. All right. Yeah. yeah pretty well balanced. <laughs> Who knows? Also, like did the emperor, like we talk about that, but like the emperor could see the future pretty well. So did he just know he didn't know when Darth Vader was going to get burnt up and cut up, but he knew at a certain point he was going to need a suit like that. It just happened a lot sooner than he thought. Well, he's and to Andrew's surprised. point, you, you need a cape. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess it just comes on the back of the, the suit there. Well, all, all Darths have a cape. Maybe, again, maybe the whole leather thing was already there. The only additions they had to create were the little box on the front and then, like, the breathing apparatus and the helmet. Oh, yeah. The rest of it, maybe he was just, he was going to be a leather plaid any, or leather clad anyway. It's pretty loud, too. Well, what did you don't you have to be quiet. Hmm? What did you all think of the reveal of Vader at the end of the second episode? Did that <laughs> land with you all? No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, it, I to was me, like, why it was... is Obi-Wan surprised? He didn't even check. Uh, I mean, did it makes me think that Obi-Wan was like, instead of killing Anakin, I'm actually just going to let him burn to death on the volcano. <laughs> yeah, dash. suffer. Yeah, yeah. rather than the mercy kill, he's like, well, you chose the dark side, so now you get to suffer, homie. I mean, he says in the movie he can't kill Anakin, even if it's a mercy kill at that point. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought the back-to-tank reveal was a little bit corny. Like, I, we know from the marketing that Vader's going to be in this. The, yeah. the choice to leave that on a cliffhanger was kind of <laughs> weird to me. Well, the problem is, I think Rogue One did the the back-to-tank scene better. 
like it looked creepier in Rogue One than it did in this. Like a lot of it was, I think I knew what the rest of it was like. It would have been way better if it pulled back and like you could clearly see that he had no arms and legs. Like it was just a torso hanging in the back to tank. I don't think that's the like, part that got me, but yeah, it would have looked cooler. Yeah, it would have been creepy <laughs> as shit. I didn't think it was... A, why, why did they release the first... There's only six episodes for this season, right? I think that they probably did some screen tests and realized that a lot of people weren't super invested after the first episode because it's a <laughs> lot... It's very slow and it's a lot of like just trying to plant the seeds of where they're going. Like, they try and end with the Princess Leia being kidnapped. But even at that point, I don't know if I was really, like, gripped. Um, so I think it was they released the second episode because they saw that if you could get two pe- get somebody two episodes in, they were more likely to be hooked and they would finish out the series. That would be my guess. It was a marketing thing. Were you pretty shocked when Obi-Wan used the Force to save Leia? I bet you didn't think that was going to happen, did you? Yeah. Well, what I didn't think surprise, is that he was going to use the force and then teleport down to the ground is what I didn't think was going to happen. Because, uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, she gets planted on the ground and Obi-Wan gets he gets off that rooftop pretty quick. So I assume he was able to then remaster force jump uh, shortly after saving her. Yeah, they probably could have just had him use force the whole time. I also didn't think he was going to put her on the ground. I honestly thought he was going to lift her up and put her back on the rooftop with him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why doesn't he use the force? I mean, he's not hiding his face. Just is he, is he just supposed to be so bad at the force now? He doesn't remember how to use it. Apparently, well, according to him, it would put attention to him. If he used the force, they would be able to find him. So he had to stop using the force. But he's not hiding his face. Wouldn't that bring more attention to him? Yeah, than- but he's on Tatooine. He's on the Outer Rims. Who goes there anyway? All right. Who's looking in a fish camp for him? Isn't there? Don't don't they set an alert off to the whole city of who to find? Also, hasn't he been on Tatooine at least three other times in this entire <laughs> franchise? I mean, hasn't this whole franchise been on Tatooine 64 times? <laughs> also, let me ask you, did it feel like the way other characters described Obi-Wan Kenobi that when people were writing the script in their mind, they thought that Ewan McGregor would have like old age makeup on? Because they keep calling him an old man. They keep referring to him as geriatric. And I'm like, he looks pretty good. He does look good. I I thought they would at least gray his beard or something like that. Because, again, 10 years from now, we get Alec Guinness as Obi-Wan Kenobi. So (laughs) a lot happens to him in 10 years. (laughs) I I did like the line where Leia goes, I'm your daughter, uh, granddaughter, maybe. Sassy little Leia. Sassy. Yeah. Yeah. Ewan McGregor didn't age. He aged too well for for the Obi-Wan role. I just don't think he aged at all is what the problem was because Hayden Christensen looks like he's both 27 and going <laughs> on 60. Like, I don't know how somebody can look that young and old at the same time. I Are mean, ex- my ultimate question about Hayden Christensen is, after all these years, has he learned how to act? <laughs> I, I think that's going to be the Damn. big thing with these last four episodes. Could it be that we go, we come full circle where... Hayden Christensen still torpedoes this whole endeavor because he can't act. Are you excited to see him as Darth Vader coming up? I like you said, I, I'm wondering how they're going to retcon the fact that in the in the prequels, they put him in the suit right away. You don't bring him back just to have him act in the suit. So I'm wondering what kind of weird half measures we take to 
quote unquote showcase Hayden Christensen's acting abilities. <laughs> it's to just put him in the full suit. <laughs> maybe George Lucas predicted that. Like if I in case I ever have to use him in a future franchise, we can just rely on whoever's in the suit. Just I mean, a little bit of voice acting. Yeah, the behind the scenes of Revenge of the Sith, he said it George Lucas said it himself. You'd look just like Darth Vader. <laughs> Uh, did the guy who originally played Darth Vader die? Is that David Prowse? David Prowse? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I believe he is dead. Ah, uh, that's too bad. This would have been a good time to bring David Prowse back. Yeah, sure. Did you catch that, Brett? <laughs> yeah, definitely, 100%. I okay. definitely did not stand up or walk away or anything. Um, Are you excited to see th- Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader? I don't, my problem is still I don't understand what he's going to be doing, because... I obviously want James Earl Jones to be the voice of Darth Vader. So if the helmet's on, it better be James Earl Jones. And if the helmet's off, I'm trying to understand. I'm still trying to figure out to what degree of Hayden Christensen are we getting? Because he has been all over the marketing material. But again, what he's in the suit. He has the voice. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out how much Hayden Christensen we're going to get. I'm optimistic. I, I would like to see, seeing the chemistry that... You McGregor and Hayden Christensen have. I would like to see what they. <laughs> what? What? Chemistry? In interviews, in interviews, oh, not in not. Okay. Sorry, and watching interviews with them, they are like they seem very good. <laughs> you know, not not on screen or on green screen. Um, so, do you think they'll have that relationship as Darth Vader and Obi Wan? Definitely. Like, there's <laughs> definitely gonna be some like, you know, joking and you know, back, back and, and forth, forth a little bit. Little yeah, ribbing. before it gets real. Yeah, and then they'll 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 their guard will be down and then one of them will say something and they'll remember why they hate each other and then that's that's when it'll start up again someone like, makes a high but, high ground joke mm-hmm, mm-hmm. high ground or you know that's what padme would have wanted <laughs> you keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth and then he just slaps him across the face so that starts it all off i hope that it's more of a, a litigation kind of situation where darth vader's <laughs> like look it, it was negligent the fact that you left me on the riverbanks of Mustafar. Uh, you know, I'm gonna sue you because, uh, yeah, I've, I've got, I've got fake legs because of you. I mean, honestly, that's a side of Star Wars we've never seen. The the actual legal courts, you know, they're referenced a lot in the prequels, but we've actually we've never actually seen a court hearing. So I would like to see I mean, like a, a parent trap thing where Leia gets them together, like in a pod but takes away their weapons, and she wants them to work out their differences. <laughs> she won't let them out until they apologize. Uh, does Leia's mom die in this? Because in Return of the Jedi, Leia makes the comment that she barely remembers her mother because she died when she was young. Obviously, it can't be Padme because that was in childbirth, and no one remembers their birth. So... And I feel like 10 is a little old to be saying she died when I was very young. I don't remember much about her. So, like, there's that little grayer. So, I'm like, does this end with with her uh, adopted mother dying? Like, is Darth Vader going to show up and be like, where's your... Like, I know Leia knows something about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Tell me where they are. And then just fucking kills her mom. I think that would be very weird if he kills her stepmother yet doesn't know that he's her father. The Force is finicky that way, okay? It only works when you need it to as a plot device. Yeah, I, I feel like it's George Lucas script writing, so when she says my mom died when I was young, maybe he did mean that she remembered that when she was born. 
I don't know if that's yeah, just like an. I, I've always took that to be her referring to Leia, as as little sense as that would make. But that's George Lucas' plot to end yeah. the point. So you always took that as she was referring to Pad Leia referring to Padme. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree that that makes absolutely zero sense, but <laughs> I agree that George Lucas wrote that. Oh, when I saw, yeah, when I saw uh, Revenge of the Sith, that's what I thought it was in reference to. Okay. I'm in the opposite camp. I always thought it referred to her. It Again, because of the logic, I was like, it has to refer to her stepmom that she had, her stepmom had to have died when she was young. Well, isn't that Luke feel, asking her? Yeah. Like, well, is, Luke is, was asking, he, do you remember your mother? Because I don't. But again, that's your before. Real mother. He says your real mother, <clears throat> yeah. right? He oh, might. Yeah. But again, that was before Lucas <laughs> I think decided it's bad to script writing on Revenge of the Sith part where he <laughs> forgot that that line, that exchange happened, <laughs> which totally sounds like a, a George Lucas thing. So, um, yeah, who knows? OK, I was just I was curious to see if we thought that was. It was an option or not. So that whole planet, everybody dies. Yeah, they we know yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, they're peaceful. They don't have guns there. That's why it was so easy to kidnap her. Pretty sure that's like they're peaceful. They, they don't even have weapons. I think Leia says that in A New Hope. They don't have weapons on Alderaan? Yeah, I'm pretty sure she says that. I mean, oh, I'd have to yeah, confirm before it. before they blow up Alderaan. Yeah, like they're yeah, peaceful. Right. They don't even have weapons or something like that. Whoops. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a good guy with a gun joke in here somewhere, <laughs> but I'm not going to make it. <laughs> You're above that, all right? Yeah. <laughs> how, how much editing do you do this podcast, Brett? <laughs> very little. Very, very little. So I was going to bring up, I was just going to bring it up in the very beginning of this. Um, I mean, in light of recent events, I, I did kind of had this nervous thought of like, are they going to, are they going to wipe out all these kids? Like, at, like, are they going to make that suggestion like Anakin did in revenge of the Sith? I, I yeah, do I, wonder I, if that I, like, was it was affected them a little bit in showing a scene like that in the very beginning when the show airs like the day after. Did they have I, a warning at the beginning? No, that's what I was going to say. I expected some sort of, uh, tag before the the show I, I i didn't have one i don't know about you all no i thought it did but maybe i'm just thinking of stranger things because stranger things season four started and they did have a warning at the beginning of theirs what warning basically that in light of like recent events that they're you know the scene that one of the opening scenes could be triggering oh yeah a bunch of kids die spoilers did it say like, triggering? horrifically Ah, no, that might be me paraphrasing. Okay. I don't know. Alrighty, guys. Well, I don't have much else to say about the first two episodes. I, uh, I'm interested to see where it goes with the whole... I think I had my own preconceived nation, notions of what I thought it was going to be, and the whole Saving Princess Leia uh, plot has definitely thrown a wrench in where I thought they were going to go with this, so I'm, I'm definitely having to... to I'm, I'm on soft ground here trying to figure out where they're going. Gotta does get it, my footing. Does it meet or exceed expectations, or is it below where you were hoping? I would say slightly below. I still love seeing Ewan McGregor. I enjoy going back to the Star Wars universe. I There's elements that I'm not exactly a huge fan of, but I definitely didn't finish either episode being like, this is terrible. I Yes, it's not the worst of the Star Wars series, I'll say that. Uh, I had very low expectations going in, um, so I'm not necessarily disappointed. I think the quality of the series will hinge on what they decide to do with Hayden Christensen. I think we've, we've all discussed it. 
I I have no idea what they're going to do because there's so many uh, logical timeline problems with having Hayden Christensen portray a character that's not James Earl Jones in the suit. So I'll continue to have low expectations going forward, but I'm interested to see what they do. What about you, Andrew? Uh, I, like you, I came in with very low expectations. Like, I wrote a list of things that I thought the show was going to be like, and it actually exceeded a lot of those. Uh, I'm, I'm just I'm just interested to see where it goes. Like, it, it's good enough that I'll keep watching. Do you think Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader meet on, a, like, a, a force plane where they can talk so they can use Hayden Christensen outside the Darth Vader costume? Yes. And shirtless. We're like, just like, oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, it has to be shirtless. Yeah. yeah, obviously. I think that's how so. it has to work. Tastefully done. But yeah, that's a, <laughs> I think that's a good idea. That's a good workaround. Um, and I, I would be happy with that if that's the route they go. I love the idea of somebody getting Hayden Christensen to do this, but you guys are directing it and then trying to direct around him ever actually making an appearance in the show. <laughs> here's here's the only thing I will say. I hope that they can reincorporate the line. I want Hayden Christensen to deliver the line from my point of view, blank, blank, blank. <laughs> you know, from my point of view, the Jedi are evil. I, I, I want to, from my point of view, you're stealing from your employer when you're stealing sushi. When you're <laughs> <laughs> from my point of view, that's work that I think robots should be able to take care of at this point. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Also, droids are life forms, apparently, even though they're just robots. I, I thought that was weird. Also, that camel thing doesn't look like it eats meat. I don't know a lot about biology, but it just kind of looks more like a herbivore than it does a carnivore. Are you talking about uh, Obi-Wan's horse anteater pet? Yeah, yeah. It does not look like it should be eating, or that that little piece of sushi is enough to sustain it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Desert dwellers have different chemistry. I'm just saying it looks a little weird. There's a, there's a lot that goes unexplained in the show. Uh, but luckily, it's Star Wars, so I'm sure that this horse anteater will make an appearance in another show, and that we'll get the backstory there. I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't appear on Naboo or something like that, where it, it was already a, a Gungan guards camel or something <laughs> like that, and I just we haven't realized it. That's it was Jar Jar's, <laughs> in, you know, royal steed. He spent some time with three PO before making mm -hmm. his tattooing. Oh, you had to love the three PO wink. So, all right, well, guys, if that's it, I think we can sign off, and we'll be back for episode three. I had fun. It was it was a lot of fun doing this with you guys. I'm a big <laughs> big fan of the show of the chop the chop shop one. Not a big fan of this one, but he's a big fan of the chop <laughs> shop. One. Oh yes, good seeing you, Andrew. I, I know you can't yeah. see Travis, me. Travis, any final I'll turn words? On my camera here at the end here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, it's perfect. Oh, wait, is he back? Is he? Is he? Yeah. Is he Apparently, my shit is delayed. I. Uh, yeah. Oh, what? Well, yeah. Sorry. Uh, you're just you're breaking up. It looks like we're losing you. Oh, uh, help me, Andrew Bavone. You're on my, my only hope. <laughs> Got to get you on a landline next time. <laughs> Negotiation. <laughs> We've lost all communication. <laughs> All right, boys, it's uh, been a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs>